0: Get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: Okay, this episode of Enough About Me is brought to you by RX Bar. RX Bar is a whole food protein bar with no BS. Get 25% off your first order at rxbar.com slash Kirk and use the promo code Kirk. That's K I R K. That's rxbar.com. Kirk. Promo code Kirk, K-I-R-K. And we know enough about me. It's always brought to you by our great friends at Milton's. And Milton's, you'll be as comfortable in our stores as you'll be in our clothes. I'm going to be there soon getting all my spring stuff. You cannot go wrong at Milton's. We know that. Whether you want to get a suit, comfortable stuff, stuff for work, you're not going to go wrong. I'm telling you right now, if you're a guy and you listen to the show and you want to look good, go to Milton's. You're done. That easy. South Shore Plaza, Braintree, and Chestnut Hill Square. Chestnut Hill. Enough on me. episode. Here we go. Jake Brennan. I like, first of all, I'm jealous because it's a great fucking podcast idea he has. I love great podcast ideas. He has one. It's Disgraceland. It's going over controversies, murders, uh, lawsuits, all the dirty laundry in the history of music. Started with Jerry Lee Lewis. Great episode. Sid Vicious was the second one. Sam Cook, he's three in right now. He's a local guy. Jake Brennan, who has a great podcast, which is just dirty, gossipy, uh, music shit through music history does an awesome job does it all himself it's really good I, I cannot recommend enough again the podcast is Disgraceland I talked to Jake about all the stuff and I, I, I love this you know I like good documentaries I like true crime and I love music history for me it's a perfect marriage so you know if two people subscribe to this podcast because this podcast I'll be happy for him it's doing great it doesn't need me anyway I just want to come in and talk to him about this he's doing a great job I cannot recommend the podcast enough Disgraceland created hosted by Jake Brennan Who uh, joins me now? Enough about me. So I, you know, so I listen to a lot of podcasts, and once in a while, ones, one these ones I've always wanted, like is is a listener, is exactly what Jake's doing with this Disgrace Land, which is doing fantastic. Three episodes in is sort of these mysteries. He's sort of because there's so many of them in rock music, so I'd be curious, like, so okay, so just walk me through how this happened.
2: Well, I had my first kid. And I was reading Legs McNeil's Please Kill Me. Do you know that book?
1: The Oral History of... The Oral of, uh, History yeah. of Punk Rock.
2: Yep. And I just, you know, like I said, I just became a dad. And I'm reading this thing about all my favorite rock stars, Lou Reed, Iggy Pop. Right. And so that's your, that's your era. Those are your guys. I'm sort of all guys, but I yeah. like the classic guys yeah. as much as I like like bag brands or chromags or obscure shit. But right. so, anyways, I'm reading this book and it's about some of my heroes, music heroes, and I'm like, these guys suck. They're bad fucking people. <laughs> Your perspective <laughs> right. is changed once you have a kid, yeah. And that sort of like started me thinking. And I knew a lot of these stories. I read the Jerry Lee Lewis story when I was real young. It was mm-hmm. in a Rolling Stone anthology. And it just kind of blew my mind, and I would think about it every couple of years and be like, "How
1: does nobody know this?"
2: You know, well, it's such
1: a, a hagiography atti- attached to them too, where it's like, you know, even the guys I love, like Springsteen, they play with these guys, mm-hmm. and you never think of them as like, but these are repulsive mm-hmm. fucking human beings. Mm-hmm. Totally, you know, I mean, I- yeah, John Lennon kissed Jerry Lee
2: Lewis's feet when he was inducted in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame.
1: Right, and and right.
2: John Lennon, he's next on my list. He's, I'm actually starting writing that one now. It's. Paul's death was a big mystery. I'll, I'll
1: break it to you. I no, think no, Mark no, David Chapman not, did it.
2: Well, there's there's interesting stuff in the death. Like yeah, Chapman did it, but Chapman did it because he he was obsessed with Catcher in the Rye. Right, and Salingry, he, Yeah, yeah. And he believed that John Lennon was full of shit. And right, was a phony. And when you really get into it, I love John Lennon, but we really right. get into it. He was kind of full of shit. Right. You know. So it's like. It's that 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 is a really interesting sort of terrain to mine, you yeah. know, to look yeah. into other than, you know, he was martyred and all that right, other I'm crap, sure. yeah, which yeah. is which is true. But I love music and I love history and I love true crime. And and it's to me, the interesting stuff is like the details. You
1: see, I'm jealous. I hate when people I'm glad it's here, but I hate when people have fucking great ideas that I <laughs> wish I had thought of. It's such a great idea, but there's got to be a tremendous amount of legwork uh so yeah the pilot the, the first episode was jerry lee lewis and yeah i, I think I, I don't know if i messaged you right away or followed you or whatever tweeted out I, I was yeah. I, to when I was down we were down in florida for work i listened to it on a run one day i didn't you know these things just sort of pop up on your phone one sure day. Like, this exists yeah. and i was like this is fucking fantastic the reason why is because it was warts and all yeah like because you're used to people saying oh he married his cousin whatever but mm-hmm. i admit like i i'm like you i pay attention to stuff i read books I didn't realize the Jerry Lee Lewis stuff to that extent. Mm. That he had wives die under mysterious circumstances back to back. Yeah, I think how far that, apart? Not not at all. I mean, like like within a year and a half. It's so <laughs> fucked up. And the and the and the, the autopsy and the way the local police. So anyway, like we don't need. To, but but I, I like the idea that you're finding these people in rock history as long as you leave Bruce alone Bruce is well Bruce I think is an
2: outlier he's he the is. one who with
1: there's nothing there right I mean he left his wife he fucked and, around and, his wife and, yeah and
2: then. like you know fucked off his band and all that yes. but other than that there's nothing really there right so how does it so
1: so you pick let's so just let's say you pick Jerry Lewis first right yeah so what do you do so you, you how does the process go from Picking that to getting the podcast on the air. Usually, there's a primary
2: source. There's one document. I try to do like like there's a ton of these stories and there's a ton of innuendo and yeah. like you hear shit in bars, right? But I try to treat everything as I don't I don't use sources that aren't credible. Uh, is incredible journalism. Mm-hmm. So I find one primary source. I dig into that, and then I just I just keep going and I try to find my way into it. Like what's the Jerry Lee Lewis one is interesting, right? Yes, the, yeah. The, that's just like he he got away with murder. The John Lennon thing. If I'm going to do that, I'm not just going to do a thing about like he was killed by Mark David Chapman. There, ha- I have to find yeah. something in there that's right. interesting. So, you know, I write the story and then it, the next part is I score it. I sit down and I do the music for it. Right. Um... Because uh, you'd have to pay for rights to
1: play a whole lot of shaking going on.
2: Yeah. Or I, not. I could get away with there's like fair use, okay. right? But it's kind of nebulous. Yeah. And anyone can sue anyone in right. America. And yeah. so in a lot of these cases, I'm talking about people in a not so favorable light. Right. So I'm like, why chance it? And Jerry know? Lee
1: Lewis is alive. He's alive. Like, yeah. He's alive right now as we're talking, which yeah. is weird anyway. It's nuts. He just played in Florida a couple <laughs> weeks ago. <laughs> so 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 yeah, so you score it, which is and then you narrate it.
2: Score it. Well, I narrate it and then I
1: score, score it. Okay. Yep. You give
2: sort of you have this sort of dramatic uh, narration a little you know that was tricky man that was like figuring out how to read it like how to speak yes in a way because you can't speak like this because no one can follow you because right. it's super fast if, if it's not convers- conversational yes. it's just one guy on a mic you can't follow this and i've heard podcasts like that and that was the first thing i did i was like this ain't gonna work right and then the second thing i did was i i just sounded like a cross between some douchebag from Zoolander or Henry Hill from Goodfellas. And I was like <laughs> right. too affected. Right. So it's right. like this ain't gonna right. work. So that that honestly took the, the, the longest thing. It was like, how do I tell, how do I speak in a way that's conversational? It doesn't sound contrived. And really it's just about like slowing it down. Yes. And and trying not to be over dramatic, but still being dramatic.
1: The podcast that reminds me of a lot. I don't know if you've ever listened to it, is uh the You Must Remember This, the Creed yeah. Longworth podcast. Yep. It sort of reminds it's she sort of has a now, I've, I've listened to a podcast interview with her where she said she was sort of almost vamping it like in the old, like an old fashioned way, almost like mm. a visit price or Can like a kind of thing, but there's sort of that, which is good. And it's, and it's interesting. And the, is the, is the move going to be to keep them all to sort of that half hour yeah. in and out, Yep, you know, will it be multiple part ones or no? Maybe I'm talking with,
2: um, a bigger podcast, much uh, bigger about doing a, um, collaborating and doing a a sort of season one on one story. Okay. So doing like 12 episodes, like picking like Jerry Lewis or or something and and really diving in. Um, So that might happen. But I think Disgraceland, I want to keep it tight. I want to keep it 30 minutes. People
1: are, it's so much competition to get into people's ears. Yeah. But once you have a niche, like, so I, I, you know, I don't, I would, I wouldn't presume to know, but I see the charts you've done really well. I'm guessing it's doing really well. It's blown my expectations I mean, So you're doing this. So what is your background? How do you I wind come up from music? I, okay. I
2: grew up in the music industry. My dad's a musician. My wife's dad is a musician. I yeah. sort of grew up in that. I had I went to Northeastern. I had a record deal while I was at school. So it was like, do I do the co-op and work lights at fucking Bill's Bar, or do right. I go on tour with Sick of It All and play to you know five hundred to a thousand people every night? Obviously, did that. Put out records. Made a living. Um, you know, it seemed like a living at the time as an indie right. musician. Right. Um, and then when I sort of you know. Got to be an adult and started thinking about having a family. That's when the music industry kind of caved. And I had been on various record labels at the time, put out multiple records, had publishing deals. And at that time, I signed a publishing deal and sort of everything I recorded ended up on like shitty reality TV. Oh, really? You've heard my music and like keeping up with the Kardashians or Catfish. Is that a living? It's a meager living. Okay. It was was
1: enough at the time, you know? Um, So what do you get paid if your song's on... Keeping up with the Kardashians.
2: It's 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 drastically gone down over the last ten years because it became one of the only sources of income for musicians. Oh, so it As gets, records it gets watered sales went down. down. So then everyone yeah. starts doing it, right? But I had a song in Entourage, and um, our band got paid. I think it was like eight grand. Or something okay, like so that. not so not a, not a living once you're actually an adult and you have exactly a wife and a kid exactly. And I mean, you some guys do it, but to really do it and make like you know two hundred grand a year, you got to sit in a studio like this with headphones on. 24-7 Just do it just all day pump it out
1: Yeah right. and It's not what you had the, Probably not what you had mind When you were a kid Trying to be a musician Not at all right.
2: Not at all And from there I ended up um, I was hired at an ad agency To be a creative director And just focus on music Okay And then I was like fuck, I can't Fuck this okay. Oh you didn't like it I, I can't work in advertising You feel no. like a sellout It wasn't necessarily a sellout I mean there's really great creative people But it's yeah. just like it, For the type of Creative person that I am, where I just want to make something and do it and put it out yeah, there. The whole
1: process of it is,
2: yeah. Right. I mean, you guys work on people work on stuff in ad agencies for years, years. Yeah, and it yeah. never ceases to let it day. Right, right. So I left there um, in January 2017, and I was like, I'm going to do this podcast just because I'm not going to be in a band again. I got to do something.
1: Was just kicking around in your head for a while or no?
2: Yeah, I had right. asked my, I had asked my wife and my sort of uh, creative. Partner, I was like, if you could hire me to do anything, like one job, what would it be? Right. And they both remarkably had the same answer. They were like, I, my, my wife was like, I'll just hire you to tell stories. Yeah, you're a great storyteller, which okay. I've never thought of before. Right, I've thought of I thought of myself as being mildly full of shit, but right. never right. like That's, those are the, <laughs> those are the same thing. <laughs> right. And uh, Adam, who I'd done a lot of music stuff with, said I'd I'd pay to just sit in a vocal booth and just talk. He's like, you talked me into the craziest shit. Right, so I was like, all right, and I had the kind of the idea. Of, of podcasting but yeah i didn't know what it was going to be yeah and uh that was that was kind of it i mean i, I sort of zeroed in on this like music
1: and true crime thing like rock and roll true crime it feels First, it feels endless to me maybe i'm wrong no' I mean, obviously, it is. obviously there's some ceiling at some point but i mean it, it feels like it keeps you giving scratch man. the surface <laughs> of it i mean you know you can go back as i mean you can go back even, yeah, I 90 mean, years if you want totally right? lead
2: belly you know right. uh, i can go all the way back i mean yeah there's a lot of stuff you know there's there's i'm not going to touch there's so much unfortunately like kid stuff out there like you know like pedophilia with oh, musicians yeah, right. i mean it's fucking endless
1: and, well I would uh, say Jerry Lee Lewis would qualify. Oh, I mean, God. if you marry your she was thirteen, right? Yeah. 13, I mean, that's that's she marries a thirteen year old. Yeah. I mean Steven Tyler adopted his fourteen year old girlfriend.
2: Right. <laughs>
0: like come on. Right. Yeah, you
2: don't have to focus <laughs> just on murder. Right, right, yeah. right. So there's you know, I'm I have a couple episodes two episodes from now I'm doing the Beck story yep. with the Church of Scientology and how yeah. two of his friends um were pressured. The story goes yeah. from Scientology, the Church of Scientology, into killing themselves because they wanted their influence out of Beck's life. Right. So you know, and that one's you know it's not as juicy as murder. I find the ones that are more violent. And insane are the are the ones that are more fun to write and tell. So the next one on Norwegian black metal, yeah. I mean that's just crazy. It's wild. It's, it's you. What's the
1: what's the, I mean I'm not. What's the thirties What's the synopsis of it? Um, I want you these are you
2: know a niche scene from Norway. They wanted to be the most extreme rebellious form of music ever. So they they right. were Satan worshippers, but yeah. that wasn't enough. So they had to burn down. Thirty churches in Norway. I mean, they brought the country to their knees. Right, uh, murdering each other, cannibalism. It's it's just like you just
1: like, whoa, wow, okay, these guys went for
2: it. Yeah. Do you find
1: like do you find yourself wanting almost to get away from like the I think you mentioned Lemon, like the obvious ones, like Elvis, the way he was manipulated, stuff like that. Or do you find yourself drawn to guys like that? I mean, Elvis is it's a, uh, a wild story. The guy who wrote the Sam. Is that Sam right, Cook. the guy who wrote the Sam Cook book is the guy who wrote the two Elvis books? Yeah, his kid used to be my manager. Oh, really? Yeah, Jake Garonek. So yeah. that's Peter Garonek. So he wrote those two great Elvis books. Yep. I mean, is that, or you just say, you know what, I want to date, I want, now I want to, because what's funny about it is like, I know who Sam Cook is, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, people my age kind of know who he is, but I'm going to guess people 20 years younger no idea. don't. So yeah. when I say Sam Cook's an obvious story, it's probably not. Yeah, yeah right? you're right. right. Whereas Lennon is or Elvis is, but do you find yourself saying, I want to find the ones that, really sort of you know sort of hidden away or
2: um it's uh, not 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 to give a shitty answer but it's both I want to yeah. find I I want to find the ones I love the classic rock ones I want to find the niche in that story right I want to find the untold thing right that doesn't get told you know yeah like that's why the John Lennon one is exciting to me I did Tupac and Biggie but my my point of view on it is like everyone's like who killed Tupac and Biggie it's like well we know no one's saying it because they're afraid that he'll retaliate but it's you know my my take on it was the media killed Tupac and Biggie. I mean the, the media upped that story to the point where they were the animosity was so thick right. that it you know it was driven to that end result.
1: It feels like and I don't know if it's because of social media or whatever it is and maybe it's just because I'm older now and I'm I'm more cynical. It feels like rock stars aren't what rock stars used to be and you I, got it. I, that's probably a good like. I, and, but I think your instinct is to say like you know, that's a bad thing, but I'm not sure that's a, like, when you look at the way these guys were, the way they were, A, treated and treated others, that may not be a bad thing, right? Well, that brings, yeah. Like, like, when I grew up, like, you know, I don't know, the biggest rock stars in the world are the guys we know, you know, whether it was guys in The Who or Jagger or Bruce Mm -hmm. or, like, who's the biggest rock star in the world today? Yeah, I don't even know. I mean, Jay-Z? I I guess, (laughs) but I mean, like, it doesn't, I feel like, but Jay-Z has a very public life. He's on like... Jerry Lewis not on Instagram. You right. Know, Bruce Springsteen was not doing snap stories. You know, Roger right. Daltrey, Pete Townsend. These guys, we you know, Jagger, Richards, we didn't know shit about them. We didn't really. know what they were doing. You get every six months, you get an ass-kissing Rolling Stone thing from whoever about right. them, and then they went away. Mm-hmm. And then you found stuff out later. But now I feel like these guys are so public that I don't know 30 years from now if there'll be a Jay-Z Disgraceland land And when they do act insane... The backlash is right. so harsh. And it also and the, feels choreographed sometimes too. Where it's like it's my time. That crazy, right? Like I have to pretend I'm a rock star. Right. It's just a weird, you know. I'm like, just go crazy, man. Do it. Like, right. Be that. Like, right. We need that. But what I think is interesting is like it's like you're saying like you know in the way we celebrated like the Jerry Lee Lewis's, but now when we look back at it, we're like, well, these guys were. I mean, Jerry Lee Lewis is fucked up. I mean, he's fucking crazy. You, could yeah. probably, you probably could have done ten hours on it. Yeah, yeah, totally.
2: And so the, my thing is like, why is he like? Why is he crazy? Right. And and then it's like, oh well, look at the way he was raised, like a fucking animal. You right. know, I and mean, the James Brown one in particular. I mean, raised like hung upside and down in a burlap burlap bag at age eleven and beat with a stick right. by hookers. <laughs> right. Like that's how right. the guy was raised. It's right. no it was, wonder he right. was nuts. You know. So that's what's interesting to me, and I, I think these guys now. They weren't raised that way. They go to school and, and major in music industry before they get record deals. Right, there's nothing wrong with that. It's just right. not as interesting to me.
1: Does it make the music not as good? I think it doesn't so. doesn't have to. I mean, doesn't have to be yeah. some weird. You know, you have to tap into some anger and insanity yes. that these guys, like Justin Timberlake, just doesn't have. I mean, he's a talented guy. He's an entertainer, but he's been a he's been famous since he was like 11 years old. Right, right? but I guess right. Michael Jackson was too. Yep, but again, raised under yeah, awful Joe Jackson. Circumstances. Was, that's true. Yeah. That's yeah. true. Yeah. Is there gonna be a Whitney Houston one? I'd like to do that, yeah. yeah. I don't know.
2: I don't know like with that one, I don't know what my my original point of view is right. there. Yeah. You know?
1: the, is there gonna be uh I have a whole I have a whole bunch of them for you. What Obviously, do you got? What do you got? Uh, Rapid we talked fire. about we talked about Dennis Wilson. That's
2: amazing. I just listened to the the, the, the you must remember this Excellent. on Manson. Manson. Yeah. And what really struck me on that is how he died. I never really realized it. Right, He That's, kept diving off yes. to find that charm or right. Like that was right. really poetic to me in this weird way. So I don't know what it is there. But yeah, I want to do and he
1: was that, that. So they play that song at the end of the uh, Farewell My Friend. Is that what it's called? Farewell My Friend?
2: I don't, I don't know the name of
1: it, but we I remember hearing so it. So I, no, like, I had no knowledge that he was even a singer. I, I knew, yeah. but, I, but that, the album is, I think it's California Blue is what it's called. Yeah. It's fucking unbelievable. It's, uh, it's amazing. It's how heartbreaking. About, how about Del Shannon? Well, that's the petty one I want to do. Because he produced he produced Del Shannon's record. Petty and has this
2: thing where he's like he's a fucking saint, and he is, and everyone loved
1: Petty. Is right? Howie Epstein. He's yes. yes, like Del Shannon's like don't take Howie, right. man,
2: right. and he takes Howie, right. and Del Shannon kills himself, right. Right. and then someone burns down Tom Petty's house. Like that's a story, you know. It's-
1: yeah, so so Howie Epstein was uh, the, the basically the produ- basically produced Del Shannon's stuff and was like the lead guy in this band, right? Every mm-hmm. band has sort of a band guy leader. like that, I guess. Right, so that yeah. was him, and. Uh, what's his name, Ron Blair left the heartbreakers? Yes. And they need somebody to replace him. And to your point, they produced the Del Shannon record, Petty did, his comeback Mm -hmm. record, and he loved him. And and Del Shannon was like, it's in that documentary, the Bogdanovich one. Yeah. And Petty's like, and, and Del Shannon's like, don't take him, don't take him. And, Petty, who admired Del Shannon, loved him, was like basically "fuck you" in a yeah. nice way. Yeah, I'm taking them. Yeah, and and by the way, Epstein died of a drug of drugs. I don't know, six, seven, eight years later, heroin oh, overdose. Yeah, he was like fucking Rough really big fucking issues. Yeah, how about uh, what's his face? The guy who's saying, um, "I fought the law." Eddie Cochran? No, or Bobby, Bobby Fuller. Fuller. Yeah. He died under mysterious
2: circumstances. That's brutal. I think I can just tell that. I can just read the Wikipedia. And <laughs> you're all set. Like, yeah, you're all <laughs> set. It's like, he was like filleted in his car. How many like, episodes
1: in the candy do you have right now?
2: I have 12 done. I start the second season of 12 next week. Once I come out of Babyland, I, okay. I start. And you do
1: every two weeks, you release them? Yeah, every okay. two weeks.
2: Uh, pretty much. I'm squeezing some in at the end to get out before July 4th and, you know, same at the second. What's so,
1: so. Any backlash at all? Yeah. What do you got? What's, what's been the biggest, what's a consistent um,
2: fair? Uh, the biggest one has been sort of in the Sid vicious one. I got some flack for, which is totally wrong, but just like celebrating this guy who abused his wife, which right. I'm like, did you listen to the episode? Right. Like I'm, I'm not, right. I clearly say that's not what I'm doing. Um, that was the biggest one and that stung, but it's just like, yeah, you I know, backlash from my language you know, like for swearing. Oh, yeah, it's, and it's, it's, it's it's like come on, man! Like, what right. are we talking about here? This is an NPR. Um, but you know, the the criticism is what it is. I mean, you can't can't be affected by it. It's just gonna happen.
1: Do you uh, that? But I guess my I'm 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 so interested... because you see so many podcasts you like. I don't know if you were a big listener before you started doing. podcasts. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. And you like them, and then they just sort of flow the way. And I've yeah. been guilty of doing. I mean, I've been guilty. I've gone hiatus at times too, so I'm no better than anybody else. But. Like is this something you say? Okay, I, I can make a living doing this or no?
2: Yeah, yeah. Really, if you are consistent with it, yeah. I mean, I had I had advertising out of the gate. I signed an ad advertising deal, um, pretty much right away. Right, and that I mean, you know it's you know, I'm not retiring, but I think podcasting right. is like a way to sort of uh, develop different extensions of whatever the sort of creative IP is that you're d- yeah. developing. So eventually, you know, I want to do. I mean, this this creative ground is super fertile and i want to see where where, where i can take this beyond podcast what was
1: your so you do it where, where do you do it from i have
2: a little studio that i built in uh north Reading. it's in an old massage parlor that was busted up for really handies really? So it's, it's perfect for disgrace <laughs> that's, that's, that's absolutely it's fucking gross Kurt. that's funny really
1: <laughs> yeah it's temporary <laughs> i don't think i was ever there i'm trying to recall <laughs> there may have been a time a man gets lonely yeah so you okay so so it's there and when you started, like, what was your best case scenario? When you like, what was the what was the goal? I mean, uh, the goal was. If you exceeded your goals already in terms of in I terms have. of listening, I have. Listeners. Thank God! Oh, oh yeah. Okay. Well. Good. Yeah. yeah. Well, so your goal was to just kind of carve a little niche and do exactly. thing and-,
2: and maybe someone would hire me to teach them how to do a podcast type okay. of thing. Like maybe a brand, I come from, like I said, I was in the advertising yeah. world. Now uh, podcasting is huge with brands. Right. So there was sort of the idea of, well, you know, maybe instead of doing music programs like I was doing for brands at the agency, maybe I could help them develop podcasts. Right. But now it's sort of the incoming calls have been kind of bananas and there's, there's a lot of other opportunities. That TV stuff or no? I don't want don't to jinx anything. Well, I don't have to give me any specific, <laughs> but it seems
1: like a natural thing. Yeah, yes. And this is the, I guess in a way, between books and documentaries and podcasts, this is, we are in the golden era of true crime. Yeah. Like there's just, there's, I mean, it always existed, but now there's just so many places mm-hmm. for it to surface. I mean, it is, between documentaries and podcasts, it is sort of, I think the fabric that, that keeps it and alive. And TV. Yeah. And TV. And even books, which they have yeah. this great niche as well. I'm not sure what it is. I don't know, but I mean, you know, like, Dayline and 48 Hours have each been on for, like, 30 years. People like, meanwhile, you're watching it, and you're saying, you know, you're four minutes in, and you're like, well, okay, obviously the husband killed the Every you know single exactly fucking time the husband right. killed the wife. Right. But we'll watch, we'll watch. Oh, okay, and then we're done. But there's something we, we like about that. But th- where yours is different, though, is there's stuff we legitimately, like, we don't know. So, you yeah. know, there's just, like, I, I didn't know certain things about Sam Cooke. I did, and I read the book, and there's certain things I don't know about Sam Cook. Right. So that's, you know, we've managed to tap on that. So what's, so the next one is what? Uh, Norwegian black Norwegian metal. Norwegian next one. Okay, after that is? Beck, Beck. Van
2: Morrison. Van Morrison? Uh, yeah. I. did uh, oh, he kill? Uh, he didn't kill anyone, but his okay. guitar player. So you know that book just came out, Astro Weeks. Yeah, is it good was, or no? It's great. It was written by a Boston guy, a guy I kind of know, so I contacted yeah. him. I was like, look, give me the galleys. I'll Why do. am I
1: not a big Van Morrison guy? What you happened will, in my dude, life? Dude, listen
2: man. to Astro Weeks. It I it was lost on me. It is a whole other thing, man. Really? It's, yeah, it's like it's like wildflowers. It's like yeah. that. It's like a- It's a creative statement that gets overlooked in his whole sort of uh, uh, catalog. He
1: was a huge... uh, But he did it
2: here, in town.
1: No, I know. Actually, it's funny you said that. I was at the bookstore in Winchester, and I flipped through it. I I had no idea. It's set in Boston in the late 60s, right? I had no idea. Yeah, so his guitar player... Who was a New
2: York guy was kind of signed with Carol King and Jerry Goffin. They were kind of like working his band. It yeah. didn't really go anywhere. Comes to Emerson, starts working with Van Morrison, and gets murdered mysteriously. Really? Yeah, and viciously and violently. And that's sort of th- th- this episode is like the most I kind of you ever read James Elroy. Yes, of course. I love James Elroy. Yeah, and I love how he kind of like takes true crime and kind of like. Dramatizes it yes. in a way where yes. you know he's taking the piss out of it, right. but it's still super compelling. Right. Um, this episode for me was the most i could kind of get in that arena and play
1: all right more with jake here in a second but first rx bar a whole food protein bar made with 100 whole ingredients and no bs no added sugar artificial colors artificial flavors preservatives fillers every ingredient serves a purpose for example egg whites are a main source of the protein that is easy for your body to absorb gluten-free soy-free dairy-free great tasting 11 delicious flavor varieties sweet or savory chocolate or fruit flavors there's an rx bar for you real food ingredients taste really good You can taste the real fruit, the spices like sea salt. Kate Minahan, the great Kate Minahan, Catherine Moore Minahan, the best girl in the whole world. Uh, is eating rx bars every day after school that's her snack she loves them loves them loves them Cake enough of them she wants more snack at the office breakfast on the go again after work after school for kate before after swimming for her gives her a good boost she loves it so do why 25 percent off your first order rxbar.com slash kirk use the promo code kirk that's rxbar.com slash kirk promo code k-i-r-k are you able to still like if you're in the car and Jerry Lewis is on? Oh yeah, man. You still like him. Oh my god. The music even though you think the guy's a creep. Well, you're that's able the to whole separate those. You're able to That's the whole you're dilemma. not able to separate the two.
2: No, but it doesn't affect me. It's like Live at Star Club is still the greatest live album ever. Well, could you watch Kevin Spacey
1: on TV today? that i haven't been able to do. And That's I what i mean, but i'm with you. It's weird. Music is different. We know like yeah. James Brown was a shaky guy. Chuck Berry, oh my god, was a very shaky guy. I mean, yeah. these guys, Jagger. But there's a huge difference between Chuck Berry who invented rock and
2: roll, right? Like quite possibly invented a entire cultural earth-shattering thing. Versus Kevin Spacey,
1: who did, who's done some great movies. Sure, but I'm saying, but I mean, but Chuck Berry's, disc, uh, you know, indiscretions are are, are <laughs> yeah. really fucking bad. Yeah, but it's are. but you're right. The music is music is the hardest one to separate. I think, because we expect them to be that
2: way, we give them a pass for some reason. It's baked into the cake in a way, right? You know what I mean? Whereas with Kevin Spacey, it's like you want to. I, I don't know. I want my actors to be George Clooney, man. I want them to be like. Frank Sinatra right. like beyond cool but also relatable yeah. you know and with musicians i guess i'm just fine with them being fucking aliens there's got to you
1: know? be some there's got to be a sinatra episode in there oh the
2: that's S- next S- season as well it's but it's season. the kennedy Mo uh,
1: Giancana thing. Oh, That's, the election and all that stuff. Yeah, and the death of Kennedy and, and the the
2: assassination. So you're
1: gonna go. So there's no. You, you'll, you'll go anywhere in the music world. You don't give a shit if the story's good. Yeah. There's no. You know. Yep. There's no. It doesn't matter. Yep. I kind of go out of it in one episode this season. Like
2: you know the limelight murder story in the no. '90s in New York. No. The whole club kid thing. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. did that yeah, movie. Yeah. yeah. Yes. So those yeah. guys weren't musicians. The guy who got killed was a DJ. Right. Uh, but the story's is too fucking insane. So I did that. I'm
1: pretty stoked on that one. What's the uh, What's the what's the one that you what's the big one that you haven't started tackling yet, or one that you say okay, this is the one I'm I'm holding off for. There's something that's yeah, a, Phil Spector. Yeah, there's a lot there. Well, and I
2: you know that's that's a that's a particularly big one. Um, the smaller ones are kind of more intimidating for me for some reason. You know, like Grant Parsons. Right. It's like how do I do it in a way, and there's not a lot of info out there yeah. as well. I mean, I know there's a movie about it, but I don't right. know what is
1: true. You know. Right. Um, yeah, the, the Bobby Fuller one is another one. So, but, but I mean, you read, I mean, so do you read the Van Morrison book and then say, "Holy shit, there's a story." Do you know about the story before and then go to the book?
2: Well, that was a little different because I knew the author and he, oh, right. yeah, he yeah, told yeah, me yeah, the story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But a lot of this stuff. I have people now, like on social sending media, just shit, like right? sending me stuff left and right. I have a you know a Google Doc with like 150 potential stories in it, <laughs> which is nuts.
1: It's got to feel, it's got to be wild, right? But that's but it I, is. I, I, like anytime somebody has a great fucking idea and they do a good job, and it's funny how this works. If you have a great idea mm. and you work hard, you do a great job. Guess what? Most of the time, it fucking works. Yeah, you're I right. Mean, there's you know there's and I and I don't get the sense. That you're going to get tired of it. I don't. I mean, who knows? Four years from now, but you know, I think you're you're enjoying it. Right? I'm loving it, man. It's that's a lot, of, a lot of work. It's more work than people. So, how long's a script? Scripts are,
2: God, I don't know. I mean, like uh, five thousand words. Yeah, is that right. Not not too too long. Right. Um, and again, that's weird too. I had to figure out like how do I, how do I get this down to like so it fits within a thirty minute thing. Right. What does that even mean? You know, right. like how many? What's the word count? All that shit.
1: Why 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 can't it be forty eight minutes one episode?
2: Creatively I like to have a box. It helps me kind of like work within it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. If if you know the uh, economics um, of it, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um I mean they they go over based on ads and stuff. Some are like thirty two, some are thirty five, some are twenty eight, but right. roughly in that thirty
1: minute. What music did you listen to growing up? um started out
2: with classic rock Mm -hmm. and then in uh late high school and college i was like big into like the diy punk and hardcore scene which is a real self-sustaining thing and like there's like a network touring network where it was great like i was like you know touring and making records when i was like 20 years old and like with my fucking heroes which was incredible and from there we did a lot of traveling in the south and i got into like country music like you know you go to gas stations and you know, 1997 in Alabama and all they have is Hank Williams and Merle yeah. Haggard tapes, right. you right. know, and that sort of kicked that off. And then I did a record, um, on Yep Rock Records, which was, it was, it was a solo record after my hardcore band and it was all kind of like Americana country stuff. Was there any
1: point where you thought like, <laughs> I'm good, this is, I can, I'm going to be able to do this full time as a musician for, for a career like did you oh think i did I my third i'm, I'm saying I, you're gonna do it for 20 25 30 years did you ever think that break was gonna come Where you're, i'm gonna be this guy
2: mm, yeah yes and no i mean i walked into island def jam and like you know did the springsteen thing like played right. for the a&r guy really? and walked right. out with a check and that was like i mean and then it quickly went in the toilet <laughs> right, right. so there were lots of those moments what what what
1: what why didn't it work um i wasn't what they wanted me to be at the time yeah. they um but i mean why aren't you why aren't you doing it today like i, I mean like oh what what what, what do you
2: think you something know, was missing or was it yeah, just shit I was missing. yeah i was missing yeah i was not good enough yeah not good enough in, in ways by the time i had those opportunities yeah i was hitting like i was like in my early 30s right. and at that point i was sick of touring in a shitty van sure. and i was sort of like becoming like a domestic cat you know yeah. like i i didn't know i wanted a family but i it was yeah, in there was a, yeah. so I didn't have that thing I didn't have that like fucking drive and go and but I'm your buddies who still do it
1: yeah oh yeah and they're oh, staying yeah. at some fucking motel tonight yeah well some of them stay in you know Ritz Carlton well sure no <laughs> yeah. right but I'm saying yeah. but some of them are, are still yes. out there trying
2: yeah and I, don't, I wouldn't be able to do that this I would not it blows my mind man anyone who can make any living in the music industry in 2018 on any level is shocking to me I don't,
1: I don't know how they why do is it so why is it so difficult now there's just,
2: you know, I think it's a capital thing. There's just right. not as much money, like yeah. literal money in the industry anymore. Like there is in tech or advertising or, or other forms of entertainment. So like the biggest,
1: uh, what was the biggest album of last year? When I say album, whatever the hell that is. The Harry Styles one, maybe. Okay. The- like why is that, how much different is that financially impact versus say Born in the USA or Thriller? Oh, it's not even close. Like the download buys don't matter. The apple just because every you can get anything you want for free, right? It's, I, mean, it's, I know it's yeah, basic, but it's, that's it's it. It's right? become
2: devalued. Yeah, you know, I mean, you the, the actual return on selling an album in 1984 was so much
1: bigger. What did so? What did like you know? I'm always I'm always interested in this part of it. So, you know, what did if you if you wrote let's say you wrote Every Breath You Take, right? Yeah. Just say I know Sting wrote it, but let's yeah. say whoever wrote it, like the return for that is different than if you wrote. Hello, from by Adele 30 years later. Like, you don't get X amount for uh, Apple for a download, or um, you get the royalty rate is, is smaller, smaller to my
2: understanding, right? And nowadays, like that Harry Styles record, like you look at it, or like Bruno Mars, like the yeah. huge stuff, there's like eight guys on, who get writing credit. Oh, so it's there's all... so they're splitting <clears throat> up a
1: smaller pie even more. Well, what happened, like, what, what happened to you know, when I grew up, and again, you uh, your music tastes different than mine, but when I grew up. You know, it was a guy and a guitar. He wrote the songs: Seeger, mm-hmm. Bruce, Mellencamp, mm-hmm. Dylan. Fogerty came back. He did like wh- what happened. Well, I think with everything,
2: the the bigger and stronger. Corporate corporations get right. You know, I mean, it, it was the same back then. It was still about making money, right? Yeah, I mean, I mean, but Sony now, and but now know. Sony's the boards are controlling things, and they're becoming more efficient. So I think there's this mindset that, like, well, if we really want to maximize profit, we got to have eight hot shit songwriters write this song, not Harry Styles. Why does that maximize a profit? Well, they just think it's a. It's they mitigate the risk by putting people oh. in, into the mix oh, to a actually take you care, of care that many people yeah. in it. Yeah.
1: And, then, so, and are you going to get into the, I mean, every, you know, I'm, I'm an addict to this stuff. I've watched all these, it, it, the thing that's so great about your thing, and it's so great about these documentaries too. Like I watched a documentary about Chicago. Yeah. <laughs> well, I have no use for it. Did you watch this? I haven't. No, no. All you need is, all you need to make it work and behind the music invented it really. Yeah. Is a band. That fucking hates each other. At some point, they break right. up. It's is every band which ever. Is every <laughs> band ever. And I'm going to watch it no matter what. Yeah. I watch Chicago. Like I don't really like Chicago. Like not really, you know. But but Peter Cetera became too big, and David Foster came in, and this drama, and they kick yeah. him out. And I'm fucking sold. It's the story, man. Yes, it's about the story. It, so, <laughs> but, but that that itself works. But the other thing that you always get, always get in these documentaries, particularly back then, is a manager fucked over mm. uh, an artist. Yeah, you know, Bruce with Mike Capella or the Eagles with uh Geffen, Geffen. or every single time petty had his publishing yeah like is that is that worthy of an episode or not? like some guy who fucked over a bunch of people
2: yeah are there guys
1: like that in history that, is that still going on the one i kind of want to get into because there's a lot of dirt there is the guy oh,
2: what's his name the guy who did all the boy bands oh the guy who died right perlman was that the guy he's who, in jail oh, was a pedophilia was it yeah yeah but yeah, he yeah. fucked him out of money as well right. yeah um but to your point, I mean, yeah, the, so the first record contract I ever signed, yeah. the guy flies out from Chicago. Right. Biggest independent
1: record label in the country. What year is this? 1997. And how much money do you have in the bank at this point? Like four bucks. Nothing, right? <laughs> Nothing. <You're...
2: laughs> but I'm playing shows and I'm no, touring yeah, yeah, no, and I, I, I a right. Things are going care. well. We're in a right. band. We're in it, you know? Yeah. But, you know, we wanted to put out a record. We wanted people to hear it. And back then before the internet, you could get on one of these labels and you would pre-sell 50,000 copies before- before the thing even hit stores. They really? just order it because okay. the label had such uh rep. And, and you get no money from that. You were supposed to get money from that. But, and but, it's more money too if you're on an independent label because now you're splitting it 50-50 versus if you're on a major label, you're getting like they fuck 10%. Right. Right? So we're, we had an eye on that as well. Yeah. And we had a choice. We had major labels we were talking to, but there were two indies we were talking to who were huge. One of them flew out, talked to us. This is the deal you're going to get. It's a great deal, blah, blah, blah. Um, basically, it was like two records, an EP, cash advance. Right. We own the merch, we own the publishing. By the time we got the contract, it was uh, a seven record deal less money and he owned all the publishing all the merch and the rights to everything i was ever going to do musically for the rest of my life <laughs> did you
1: sign it no okay well fuck i don't know no. <laughs> but guys do
2: right guys do we had a right. great lawyer the lawyer was like and we had already been in the studio he already gave us money we'd already recorded the record right. there's ads and magazines that this thing's coming out we're on tour right i'm like what the fuck are we going to do man this record has to come out the lawyer thank god was like don't do anything He's right. like you don't have to do shit right he gave you the money right the record's coming out just don't sign it so we never signed it. So,
1: <laughs> but in history, you get guys like, I guess, well, I'll just pick Bruce, who was a kid, right? Mm-hmm. Shows up and Appel has him sign this deal where he just fucking owned everything. Right. Yeah. And he signed it.
2: I, yeah. I think there's just the naivete that, like, they don't know. You right. don't know when you're a kid, you know? And, so when you
1: don't own publishing, essentially- You're fucked. Right. I you mean not so get paid. Would, so you wouldn't own, you know-
2: you are on the right. We're born to run. Ask or the darkest. drummer from uh, the Police. <laughs> right? Ask Copeland. He got, Stu he got what he fucked feels over, about right? yeah. yeah,
1: I'm sure. Sting has everything. Right? Yeah. For every breath you take, yeah. which has to be worth. I think it I don't does know. like
2: seven hundred grand uh, uh, a year. Uh, no, more like like a month. It's not so eight million dollars a year. It's insane. So like when because I hear the Diddy one too. Oh, that's right. They're they sued. The big remake, he sued right? Diddy because Diddy didn't
1: clear it. That's right. So it's huge. I was wonder about that shit too. Like how did like how did MC Hammer think he was get away with that? I like, just, how do you guys think they can get away with I don't that? Oh man, it's bananas! <laughs> I mean, you hear that and you're like, "Was it Ray Parker Jr. too?" Well, yeah, Lewis?
2: I think that might have been an accident. Was it? I think it might have been in yeah. one of those things because that happens as a songwriter. You write this thing and you're like, "This is the best fucking thing," and then you're like, "Oh shit, that's a Beastie Boys song," and right, I didn't realize right. it. You
1: know, well, that's what that's what Lennon said. I mean, uh, McCartney said about yesterday is he walked around for days thinking, "Well, I can't, I must have stolen this from somebody." Yeah, I must have stolen this from somebody. Yeah. McCartney's another guy. Maybe you'd know better than me. It seems like, by and large, he has been above board. Yes. No? Is there anything I'm missing? I think there's little things. Like, you read, um, you know, there's I'm not with... saying Disgrace land. We're talking Disgraceland-worthy. Yeah, I don't, Disgrace land worthy. Disgrace land I
2: don't think he's Disgraceland-worthy. He's not Disgraceland-worthy. I don't think so. Stevie yeah. Wonder? I don't know anything about Stevie Wonder. George We're... Harrison. I want to do that home invasion thing. It's my favorite Beatle. He's fucking great. He's Isn't that kind of
1: hip to say your favorite Beatle, though?
2: No, you're not there yet, man. No? I mean, in a
1: real way, it's hip, not in
2: like a lame hip way. It feels like a fake hip way to say that. You can't say
1: Lennon or McCartney, and you can't say Ringo, right? Although, check out Ram by McCartney. Do you know that record? That was from, uh, what year was that? It was his second solo record. Yeah. It's incredible. I'm not a big McCartney guy. This will change you, man. It's It's fucking better than Pipes of Peace. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Better than Wonderful Christmas Time. (laughs) It's the worst fucking song ever made.
2: Oh, I don't mind
1: it. Uh, Ray Charles is Graceland Worthy? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It has he, to be. Yeah. Well, that's another thing, right? All
2: these, I hate these biopics. I fucking hate them. They're lame. It's like well, Ray just, Charles, like, well, then he invented civil so rights. syrupy,
1: you know, it's bullshit. It's gross. I that's mean, the beauty of your thing is you are, I love people who fucking take the hood I like that. You're saying, no, great guy, not great guy, talented guy. Yeah. But here are the fucking flaws. Here they are. Junky, maniacal, romanizing, right. Right. maniac. Yes. I mean, but to your point. You know, I'm guessing when he was six years old, life was not easy for Ray Charles. I'm just right. going to take a guess and say he did not have an easy upbringing. Right. Johnny Cash has to be this grace worthy. Yeah, I want to do the, his home invasion with Shel Silverstein. Oh, that's right.
2: Thanksgiving dinner. That's right. Um, I can't find the, the, enough info on it, though. It's in his book, but it's like two pages.
1: In Cash's the, the Cash book you wrote? Yeah. yeah, which is actually a pretty good book. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah. Roy Orbison. What's there? I don't know. I like his voice. He's got to find something. On yeah. it. <laughs> his house burned down. Did it? Yes, he lived next door to Johnny Cash. His house burned down. Maybe Johnny Cash was just burning you know, everybody's houses down pyromaniac. <laughs> exactly. But it's, no, but it's, it's, you fucking did a this thing, is fucking great. I oh, look forward thanks, actually, I'm, you know, I don't, I like to, it's not, your fucking podcast is already fine. You don't need me to tell you that. Well, you're but,
2: critical as fuck. So hearing you say this is, uh, it
1: makes me feel like I'm tapping into the right, right, well, right. So and I'm telling you, somebody runs, you are fucking dying for podcasts. They're, yeah. They're, like, they're, you know, and I find like, just, you know, I, I mean, I don't know how you, do you, I don't know if you know how most people consume it or how what they're doing, but I think it's people going to work, coming home mm-hmm. from work. And it's like, you know, that's a perfect. Most people drive 25. Like for us, you know, we we can find a way to average it out. Most people listen for 18 to 22 minutes. They drive yeah. to work and they listen to it. Yeah. And they listen to your thing on the drive home and then they're fucking, you know, they're, they're done. done. Yeah. But you must be, you know, fucking stunned at the success of it. I am. I'm blown away.
2: I keep feeling like I'm going to fuck it up. And I'm gonna lose it. I'm like responding to every tweet, every Instagram post, everything. Yeah. I'm like, if
1: I don't, it's all gonna go away. Nah, it'll be all right. Do but, you find um, yourself when you're narrating it? Do you sometimes feel like, holy shit, I'm overcooking it here? We gotta, we yeah, gotta slow down. How many take? How many like? How long does it take? How many takes do you do? Well, I guess you can. No, up the I kind of the I kinda TV.
2: read. I sit there and I read. the Now the thing is, I just read the whole thing and yeah. then I go back and I cut it up. Yeah. But it takes me like hour, hour and fifteen minutes. Not a lot. A lot of it is once I tapped into what the tone was gonna be. Yeah. It was pretty much like. One take I read the whole thing Right before I do it So I have it in my head I know how I want to say yeah,
1: things Do people Sending you it. crazy Conspiracy shit now Or no
2: Yeah Really Yeah everyone wants me To do Kurt Cobain And blame it on Courtney Love Right But I don't I just don't
1: What documentary was that? I, I, it Nick Bloom That's the yeah. guy Who did the Whitney Houston one too Oh really? Yeah same director Who did the Whitney Houston you one You know what documentary Is great? Mm. The Defiant Ones
2: did you see that? Which one's the that? The HBO one, Andre. Oh, Andre! Yeah, it was good. I except loved the last it.
1: one was like an infomercial for Beats. Yeah, for and Beats. I was like, what the fuck are we yeah. doing here? But I the like '90s it.
2: one—it made me be like, God, I grew up in the '90s, and I was like, I don't remember it
1: being this good. <laughs> see, we're two different. See, we're. Di- I, I was way more focused on the. We're the same age, though. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, but I think like you're, but I was way more focused on the the Bruce stuff. Well, the I got Chinese into stuff. Bruce later. Yeah. You know
2: what got me into Bruce? Nebraska. Nebraska, I knew you were its, it's that. like That's every fucking punk rock kid's entry into, and it's lame. But then. You know, the first time I heard The River, I I literally cried. It's great. In a truck moving a furniture in college, I literally right. started crying. It was like, right. this is my fucking life. It's my parents' right. life. It's
1: everybody's. Yeah. You know, That's...
2: he's he's just on that. He's on another plane, man. He just gets you. So. Who's the
1: who's the most overrated classic rock guy? Who do you who oh, do you Jesus. say this guy sucks? Did you like Petty? I love Petty. You Wildflowers, like is,
2: Wildflowers is a top 5 record uh for me. Seeger I'm not as big into Seeger, but I appreciate no. it more as I get older. I see, I hated the classic rock shit and I rebelled against it in yeah, high everybody school. Everybody does that. But now I find myself, I want to listen. Like, Steely Dan comes on. I'm like, well, this is
1: fucking great. Yeah, see, I've never been in that. That's never been a Steely Dan's never... A, I, now, Steely Dan would not be disgrace worthy, I don't think, right? I don't know. I don't know enough Time to him. kick Chevy Chase out of the band? I don't think, yeah. <laughs> I don't think that qualifies. I don't think. Nice. But it's a weird. Yeah, but like, I, like, unfortunately for me, this is a character flaw. I've never moved past it. Like I am still so stuck into that era. Like I have to get I have uh, to get past it. Well,
2: there's so much there. And you know, I talk with my friends about this. It's like, why am I gonna listen to a new
1: record when there's like there's Beatles, beasts? Yeah, but shouldn't we though? I mean, shouldn't we? Yeah. yeah, we should. You'll find so how old's your oldest kid? Four. All right, so you have a long so now my daughter is eleven, so now I'm into that mm. like like honestly, like this is fucking embarrassing <clears> to <throat> tweet it out. But like you said you cry when you listen to the river, so did I. Yeah. I, the first time I heard "Sign of the Times" by Harry Styles, I fucking cried. It's great. I know, but like, what the fuck? It's great. Like, but should the forty three year old man be crying at a yes. twenty year old guy singing? <laughs> yeah, I should. Yeah. Should it's like I, that Seinfeld thing? Yeah, you know? it feels. <laughs> but that's a that's that's a like a good Elton John song. Yeah, it's amazing. It really right, is. but is that why do I? It's not w- bad. No, it's cool? no. Who cares? There's you like no Ed rules? Shearing?
2: I hate Ed Shearing. Oh, okay. There you go. See? I, can't, I
1: can't stand it. I don't get it. Why don't you take him down? Did Do you kill anybody? <laughs> I like don't know. Well, the if he did, alive. I'd like him more, right? <laughs> That's probably true. <laughs> Taylor Swift?
2: Uh, there's some Taylor Swift I
1: like. You know feels manufactured
2: to me. It feels super manufactured. But even some manufactured like look, Carol King and Jerry Goffin, that stuff was manufactured. But it's it's some of the greatest pop but music she, ever. Yeah. But, yes, I guess. But she, I don't know. Does Taylor Swift write her stuff? I don't even know that. Uh, she does now, or at least she gets credit for it. Like, I think you get
1: enough power where you're basically like... Like <laughs> Chainsmokers? No. God, no. Coldplay? No. But, you, but you're but you the kind of guy who can't say you like Coldplay. I could. No, I like some awful shit.
2: I just said I like Steely Dan. Yeah, but Steely Dan
1: is sort of like so... like. But so- my,
2: my thing, Kirk, growing up was I was always the guy who liked everything right. and got tons of shit for it. I My dad opened for the Ramones when I was like 10 really? years old. And I got beat up for it by the punk rock kids
1: for liking the Ramones. No, we were oh, like, oh. fuck you. You saw the Ramones. Oh, really? <laughs> you met the Ramones. You know what <laughs> right, I mean? Right, right, right.
2: Uh, but even then, like even in high school, like I was the guy who was friends with like the football players and the drug dealers. Right. Like I'd get the quarterback well, weed.
1: You? I'm 43. Oh, so you exact same age as nine? Yeah. So you grew up in the same the same period exactly. exactly. Yeah. Which was a strange like you go. It I'm is, not sure what to, I'm not sure what to say about the 80s now like in musically 2018. Uh, awesome music, man. You think? Yeah, like even the bad shit I
2: like. like even what? like aha,
1: will come on. I'll be like, oh, this Take on me. Produced, well, take on me is a great is song.
2: Exactly. Right. But yeah, you had I hated great, it then.
1: But I mean like Prince was great. Yes. One is, of the greatest. Is there a Prince episode in there? I
2: Other don't than know. the death I'm saying? Maybe I don't know. I don't know. Right. He was a mystery. That I like too. That doesn't happen anymore. The reason we're still fascinated with Dylan is because he just kept it all tight. You right. know what I mean? It was we're talking about the of stay on the best.
1: show. It's funny you said that. Like Dylan. Like we were talking now, obviously he's not staying in. But like Dylan is touring as we speak. He never stops fucking touring. Yeah. Yeah. I don't understand it.
2: I think he's afraid to stop.
1: Why? Because think, he, he done thinks it, it just all be... his
2: whole life. You know? Have you like... seen him live? Yeah. I twice. thought he sucked.
1: Yeah, it was awful. I don't understand what he's singing like. And I'm, a, I'm like, if you, I'm like a B minus Dylan fan, right? So yeah. I know most of the stuff. Yeah. In the middle of it, you're like, "Holy shit, that's lay, lay, lay. Like literally, I don't know what the fuck he's yeah. saying.
2: I think if you look at it like this, guy doesn't give a fuck, and he's doing some avant garde version of what he's into because he's so bored by his own shit. It becomes a you can I can appreciate it's a lot of fun. It on that though level. When you're sitting there. Like, exactly. Like, yeah, not. I understand
1: you can rationalize it that yeah, way. But... It's like going to a jazz concert, which <laughs> I don't do. <laughs> I have no fucking patience for that. I'm like, sing. Fucking, somebody, grab, sing somebody grab a microphone and sing about their dad. <laughs> Give me a melody. Yeah, like, can somebody be upset about something? <laughs> what, what what's Who's the greatest live form you've ever seen?
2: Uh, well, uh Probably Fu- Fugazi. you know who that band is? I do not.
1: Or Jane's Addiction. I know them. Um, Fugazi
2: kind of invented straight edge and indie rock. Yeah. And um, it just like incredibly... Amazing live band. Did you and ever it, see
1: Bruce? Yeah, multiple times. Did you like it or no? Oh,
2: I loved it. It's I crazy. saw him. I saw. I think it was a tour. Just got the East Street band back together, like yep. ninety nine tour. Yeah, and that was phenomenal. <clears throat> and I'll never forget. I sat at the Causeway beforehand, and they were. It was just me and my girlfriend at the time, and they were blaring Springsteen at an unlistenable right. level. And it was just us in there right. drinking Jameson. Right. It was great. <laughs> you can't be bad. <laughs> and then the I saw the Rising tour.
1: Good tour, yeah. And uh That's a good
2: record, yeah. Yeah, it's great. I haven't seen him since then.
1: What do you think what do you think? I'll let you go here in a minute. I'm sure you got here you got a kid. Oh, that's cool. What what would Kirk Copain be doing today?
2: I, I think he's one of the ones and maybe this is fantasy, but I think I think he'd be rebelling in a way that we wouldn't be able to really fully understand. I don't I don't think um, Almost in like a Brett Easton Ellis kind of way. Sure. Like, do you listen to his podcast?
1: Yes. Uh, once. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sometimes I like them. Sometimes I don't.
2: So he's he's one of these things where he's like he's super liberal, but he doesn't take the the liberal Easy, narrative right. cheese. Right. Like right. he's not afraid to like go outside of the narrative. And I think whatever Cobain would be rebelling against, it would be of that sort of ilk. It wouldn't be cookie cutter bullshit. Same
1: with John Lennon. Vetter like, underrated, overrated. I say overrated. Um, There's a lot of stuff I don't like, but I love the guy. His voice I, is better than his songwriting. Yeah. There's, a, there's like there's like
2: a decade of records that I don't care about there for yeah. those guys. I've
1: never, Pearl Jam's never been, I don't know. They were phenomenal live.
2: I saw them. Uh, they are good live. <laughs> I did see them live. I saw them at Rocky Point in a roller rink opening. Really? For Smashing Pumpkins and the Chili Peppers. They were on first.
1: My uncle uh, told me he was, this must have been 70, 70, I don't know what year it was. It can't it be like Park, mm-hmm. Battle of the Bands. He saw... Boston versus Aerosmith <laughs> in front of like fifty five people. <laughs> Jesus Christ! With the fucking roller coaster in the background. That's see, that's the shit you did. I feel like that doesn't exist. Today, but I'm sure that's it does. I, we tend to romanticize like you're going to do this. Like, and I find myself my daughter's playing has her music she likes. And I'm making fun of them. I'm like, this is the fucking never ending circle. My dad would tell right. me, the, like, my mom would say, You can't play Van Halen. Right. And I'm sure his dad said, Who was fucking, what is it, Ricky Nelson? Like, right, it never right. fucking, it will right. never end, which is the, the weirdest.
2: The difference now is there's no monoculture, though. There's no like with our kids; they're not all going to grow up listening to the same thing.
1: That's true. You know, that's true. It's, it's a
2: little, it's a little different
1: than it was. And it's too accepting. <clears throat> we are too accepting nowadays. We are. Like, yes. You know, you could say something sucks once in a while. The generation gap isn't as strong. Either. It doesn't feel that way. Yeah. All right. It's the Slam, which is a great podcast. I can't recommend it enough. So every two weeks. Every two weeks. So this will drop. This will actually drop tomorrow. We say drop, no. as you know, in the podcast. <laughs> Tuesday. Next no, no, I'm saying this, as we speak, oh, this will gotcha, drop. gotcha, Today's Wednesday, right? This fucking week yeah. has been so... You don't, yeah. you don't even know where... You don't even care. <laughs> what, when you have been newborn, you don't even care if there's a fucking blizzard outside. You <laughs> exactly. don't even give a shit. Although you're probably dying, though. Like, when, when my son was, my son and daughter were born, like I was always... like I'd be like, oh, you need me to go around and do something? And you feel like you're pretending you're a good guy, but you're like... And oh, there's this traffic. I don't know what the fuck happened. Like, <laughs> give just, me a minute you alone. You stretch everything out like an extra like 15 minutes. You feel like you're <laughs> as, as reasonable as you can. Then you run back home every... <laughs> Uh, every three hours? Or they, I know nothing. Yeah, you don't even <laughs> My know wife's time gonna listen is, right? to this, dude. <laughs> you have no idea. But so Tuesday is the next one for you. Uh, be, yeah. yeah, excellent. Uh, subscribe to it. You know what else do you want on there? Subscribe, leave a comment, whatever. The fuck subscribe,
2: it is. rate it, review it. Rate it, review it. Tell like, your like I Tell
1: you guys to do with us. Make sure you still It's awesome, disgracefully. And Jake, thanks so much. Thanks, Kirk. All right, buddy. We'll talk to you. Appreciate it, man.